ignition sequence start. We have a liftoff. Discovery Roger, no problem. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. This is Jenna Bueller from Grit Pop-Up Podcast. We're here in the O'Galley Arts District at Salty Fox, interviewing a specific karaoke singer who has a long history of professional opera singing in his background. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't afford a Ferrari, but that don't mean I can't get you there. I guess he's in next box, and I'm more in Atari, but the way you play your game ain't fair. Today we're here with Cameron Scott Wilson. Hello. Cameron, you have been a singer, but you weren't always quite a public singer. Um, currently, you're on the karaoke circuit. Can mm-hmm. you explain or describe how it was that you transitioned from being, you know, a closet, talented individual to being like publicly singing? Yeah. Every week. For sure. So, major turning point in my life was joining a Provide Children's Choir in Coco, and my dad was a huge uh, role model and supporter of me always being a singer. Uh, when I was younger, I was always afraid to get on stage, of course, any young person would be, but when it comes to my past as a singer, my dad was the major component in me becoming a performer in front of people. He was always supportive. Being an opera singer himself, he knew what it was like to be on stage, so when it came time for me to get on stage, you knew exactly what to tell me to calm my nerves, get me up there, get me doing what I needed to do. And today in your life, can you describe a typical day for for you? Just walk people through a timeline of the day. Yeah, so I actually work for a mattress firm right now. So 10 hours of my day, uh, five days a week, are spent in a mattress store, uh, sitting there waiting for people to walk in. After that, uh, most of the time I'll come sing karaoke when I can, hang out with my brother and my sister, Obviously, my best friend Jalen, my other best friend Kai, hang out with them when I can. I write music when I can as well, play piano. I try and find time for everything. It's difficult. Can you describe how it is that you got into karaoke? You're pretty well known. When it comes to the many people that come up to the microphone, you're the outstanding individual. Can you share, you know, how did you get to this point? Yeah, so one of my other good friends, his name is Justin. He is well-known in the karaoke circuit around here in the Space Coast as well. He invited me for the first time to some karaoke's in Palm Bay, uh, things like that. And from there, I just, I look at the Space Coast karaoke page to see when and where it is. And if I can go, I'll go. I just go up and sing, let my personality come through. People seem to enjoy it, so that's good. And on a night like tonight, it's a family Mm -hmm. experience. Can you share, you know, who's with you? For sure. So the oldest of the siblings. Uh, My sister Melina is here. She is by far my number one fan. She's one of the most incredible people in my life. And my brother Donald is here as well, who's also a singer. And he's he's also very supportive of me. You know, me and my siblings are very, very close. There's nobody I'd rather have in my corner supporting me than those people. And 2010 was a pivotal time when it came to your performance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming out as a strong karaoke 
leader. Can you describe what happened during that year? Okay, so in 2010, my dad, who I forementioned was a was an opera singer, from the time he was you know in middle school until you know the age of 55, 56 years old, he was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and obviously the thyroid is next to your vocal cords and when he underwent surgery to get his thyroid removed somehow or another his vocal cords got damaged and he was no longer to hit the notes he used to hit he was no longer really able to sing he has his lower range still barely but it's it's there for the most part and that being a pivotal point for me is you know watching somebody who spent their whole life singing especially when it's your dad and he's the person who got you singing Watching them not be able to follow their dream anymore really pushes you to do so yourself, especially when it's your bloodline. So you weren't really singing prior to that? Here and there, never anything big by myself. It was always in a group with other people, with my friends for fun, nothing outstanding per se. And around the time in 2010 when when your dad was being diagnosed, he also had the highlight of his career take place. Will you share what it was like to watch your dad perform with Andreas Bucelli? Yeah, absolutely. I remember it like it was yesterday. So my dad gave me a phone call one day, about a year after his surgery, and you know he hadn't been singing much, and he was pretty down on that. He called me one day and told me that he auditioned for a choir in Tampa who he actually got accepted into, and they were chosen as the choir to back up Andrea Bocelli to sing at the St. Pete Times Forum in Tampa. So I actually had the opportunity to go sit. After my dad had already had surgery and his range was taken from him, I had the opportunity to sit and watch my father perform with Andrea Bocelli. And that was one of the most eye-opening and inspirational experiences of my life, for sure. For someone who's never sung, for someone who's never expressed their fullest artistic ability in front of a crowd, can you describe what that's like? It will awaken you it's uh, for the most part when I perform you'll see me singing with my eyes closed for a reason it's I don't want to be cheesy and say it takes you to a different place but for lack of a better expression it takes you to a different place while you're up there and you were shy yeah I mean how did your dad convince you that this is important you Mm -hmm. know how did he convince you to experience it I actually have a quote that my dad told me that stuck with me for many years. He told me when I was younger, when I got my first solo, he said, it's your spotlight, and if you don't take it, somebody else will. So that has stuck with me. It helped push me out into, you know, performing alone, performing by myself, with others, solos, everything. And if there was a a moral for the audience who's listening to this podcast today to take home, what moral would that be? Definitely, no matter what roadblocks are put in front of you, no matter what your dream is, no matter what your passion is, follow that and do that. There's nobody that's going to stop you except for you, and that's very important to remember. It doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, skin color, sexual orientation, nothing matters except for what you want to do. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Grit Pop-Ups Podcast. For more, where can we find you? How can we follow you? Uh, You can follow me on Facebook. The name's Cameron Scott Wilson. Um, I have Snapchat, Instagram as well. Um, Facebook's probably the easiest way to reach me, though. And for more stories like this, tune in to GritPopUp.com. Thank you. Thanks, Cameron. Ignition sequence start. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Three, two, one.